had no gas. So we like, <laughs> like we were expecting to like get gas when we get there, but right. the gas station was closed. Oh my gosh. So we had to post up at a like McDonald's where it was uh, like ice. The parking lot was just ice. <laughs> I don't even know how we got in there, right. but we, we stayed there through the night and until the morning to get gas. And we were sleeping in like negative, like 17 degree weather, Oh my gosh. some shit like that. And my sleeping bag was only like negative five or something. <laughs> I was dying, dude, <laughs> dying. Oh man. And I'm from Miami. Right. So, like, <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, man, people don't dying. believe me. I'm like at work and I'm like wearing like a, 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 a cardigan. <laughs> And my coworkers are like, "Hey, Mr. Rogers, you good?" <laughs> I'm like, "Bro, I'm from Miami, dude. I can't yeah, hang with this." <laughs> yeah, man. People don't know. But, yeah, dude, uh, that's hilarious. Yeah, yeah, we we never were in that cold of a situation, but there was. I don't even remember where we were. I think we were in Maryland, where yeah, it's just one of those times where you know it just happens. If you're playing a new city and you're been there, you don't know anybody. What's up guys? Welcome back to another episode of Story Lane. This is episode three. And uh swipe up to subscribe. No, just kidding. I won't annoy you that way. But nonetheless, definitely very happy that you are checking it out once again. Um Maybe, maybe not. You might be just jumping around, maybe checking out different ones, see which one you want to listen to first. Um, but um, yeah, if not, you might be in the third one. So thank you either way. If you're listening for the first time or for the third time, um, welcome. Again, my name is Andy Correa. I'll be walking you guys through a memory lane for my guests here and uh, very much of an exciting time. Um, Get a chance to jump into this episode with Noel Torres from the band Come and Rest. Um, good friends of ours here locally in the Metro Atlanta area. Uh, my band set apart, toured with them for a little while. Uh, we did a couple of runs and um, yeah, we just kind of get a chance to see what their lifeline looked like from the beginning to the end and a little bit about what he's up to now and about just growing up and unfortunately not being able to tour anymore uh where um you know things just change life happens but um very fun it's still um a great great talk talk about some some fun tour stories so hopefully you guys are um, excited to listen to that um if you guys haven't um maybe haven't heard about coming rest for whatever reason definitely check them out um, they're on Equal Vision Records. Um, a lot of big bands came out of there. Say Anything, um, Fall of Troy. Uh, some of our close friends, Life and Repeat, were on there as well. Um, several, several others. There's still even newer bands actually getting on there um, recently. So definitely take a look at that. There's a lot of bands that you will definitely recognize. But um, yeah, without further ado, like last time, um, yeah, we're going to go ahead and jump right in. But. Before we do, a little word from our sponsors. Oh, 
can still hear me, right? Yes, I can. I'm in. Awesome, man. Cool. So we're we're live. <laughs> live, dude. Yeah. <laughs> but awesome, dude. No, seriously, thank you. Thank you again. I definitely appreciate you uh, taking some time out of your day. I'm sure you're tired from life in general. <laughs> dude, thanks for having me, man. It's, uh, for sure, man. This is cool, man. I, uh, I really dig what you're doing. Uh, I saw you, or I heard you, yours and Beefs and Jamie's, and awesome. brings me back. Yes, me back. <laughs> it sure does. Yeah, man. No, as I'm sure you've heard, I definitely wanted to be able to just kind of reminisce a little, but you know, just kind of more than anything, uh, like I said, being selfish and like catching up with my friends. <laughs> and I hear you. It's I just it's you. so it's so tough. Just life happening, especially now in my life, having a kid and. Things change. Congrats so, on that, buddy. Yeah, man. man. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Definitely a different chapter in life, but no, I'm very much, very much stoked. I'm, I'm definitely loving it, enjoying it. So it's been, it's been cool. But, um, but yeah, dude. We'll, we'll kind of just jump right in. It's funny yeah, how I feel like I've known you for so many years, but we've never had like a proper sit down. <laughs> you know what? I was just thinking about that the other day, dude. <laughs> because I remember, um, I don't know if I was talking to you back on MySpace days and Probably. <laughs> I was I, I was moving up to Atlanta or I was yeah. thinking about moving up and I said that I was quitting music but Loki <laughs> wasn't so I was like finding right. bands up there to like to like try to join or whatever sure. and uh, I feel like I messaged you or somebody to get to get an Tara or something like that I don't remember dude that's so funny too because I was thinking about that I'm like I wonder how like I even started talking to him, but yeah, I think it was, I think you're right. I think it was something like that, like either, I mean, more than likely, yeah, it was MySpace. I don't think Facebook was big those days, but um, I was thinking of like, yeah, just all the connections too of, and you know, I'll, I'll let you walk everybody through that, but you know, I'm glad we have this common ground of our, our Miami, you know, upbringing. So, fellow, fellow Miami, 305-ian. Ex- exactly. But, um, yeah, dude, we'll, we'll definitely get to that spot. But, yeah, man, tell me tell me a little bit about you. Tell me about your, your early life, your childhood, Miami days. Were you born in Miami? Yeah, man, I was nice. uh, born and raised in Miami. I um, was born in Jackson Hospital. No way, me too. Ghetto. Really? Yes, that's awesome. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, I, I was born here. Uh, I got two older sisters. Nice. And um, been live. Uh, you know, I um, you know went to school, did all that crap, and um, you know, I was grew up in the church. Mm-hmm. Did all that stuff. And nice. What high school did you go to? I went to Miami Springs Senior High. Okay. Sweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I did that. Well, I live in in North Miami by. Uh, well, I live in Miami Shores, or back then I used to live in in Biscayne Park. Got it. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with that area. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, I, I I lived there, and then my public school was uh, for high school was North Miami Senior High. And, mm-hmm. Um, that's that's super ratchet ghetto like <laughs> school, right. and. Uh, so my my mom told me I had to go to like a magnet school or something. So I mm-hmm. went to uh, the magnet school in uh, in Miami Springs. Nice, yeah. dude. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, I know that we definitely have real real similar, you know, timelines. Like you said, growing up in the church and all that good stuff. But um, as far as like in the in in 
in your early life, you know, as I, all of us do at some point, start getting into not necessarily always heavier music, but just, you know, alternative, like non-mainstream type stuff. What what was kind of like your first introduction to, to that kind of world or, or, or bands that maybe you're just like, yo, this is kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like friggin' I, uh, well, growing up, I, I pretty much, my sister's were are six and seven years older than me. Yeah. And uh, they kind of just carried me around everywhere. Like sure. I was like their like, like toy or something. So <laughs> I, uh, you know, they took me around to concerts and stuff, but it was like Christian stuff, you know? Sure. Like, you know, so I grew up a lot on that and then I didn't really, I listened to secular music obviously, but I didn't really um, fall into those things until later. I uh, so so my sisters when they were listening to secular music, you know they were they were ninety five ninety ninety six they were in high school still so they listened to like Biggie and Tupac and and Nirvana and Red Hot Chili Peppers right and, um, that kind of vibe and so I I came into that music through them um, along with you know DC Talk and. Uh, you know, of third, course. third day, it was a third day. <laughs> yeah. The classics. So, yeah. So, so after that, um, I'll, like high school is when I, well, middle school, I started listening to like more like, uh, you know, rap kind of, kind of stuff like, um, Nelly and then like Busta Rhymes. And, sure. Um, of course, Nas and Biggie and all that stuff. Nice. But so I was like trying to be like like a ghetto like hip hop guy, but I was still like saying amen after dinner and, and making <laughs> sure I got my Bible in Sunday school. Sure, man. It's you the know, Miami like, way. Everybody Miami, had a blowout. <laughs> exactly. A blowout. That, you gotta have that, that tape, you know, lined up. Uh huh. With know? the with the echo gear. <laughs> with the echo. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't afford uh, Air Force One, so I got like fake knockoffs or whatever. Of course. <laughs> you nice. Because if you had ugly shoes, you were you were gonna get ranked on big time. <laughs> yeah, like, you sure. know how it is. You know. Oh, definitely, definitely. It's still like that. <laughs> still. Nice, man. Yeah, and then and then after that, in high school is when I kind of like started getting into um, more of like the rock kind of stuff. Sure. Um, I uh, got into like Incubus and Chevelle and. Sweet. Um, you know green day and all that all that shit yeah what was that and i'm just randomly thinking about it but what was that radio station that was really big then it was like something zeta was it the rock station i yeah, think zeta. so is yeah, that zeta. what it is zeta yeah, yeah, is that yeah, still yeah. around nah dude oh man no no one listens <laughs> to that anymore like yeah dude i remember dude. those days like like you said everything that was huge back then like incubus lincoln park limbiscuit yeah pod like all that kind of stuff was just like huge, but yeah, yeah, man, I definitely remember those, those times. That's awesome. Well, I I want to start making a habit of asking everybody this, but what was the first CD you ever bought, like on your own? <laughs> oh my god, bro! Like, um, I remember my getting birthday money, I think, and I don't know. It's one of these two albums. It's <laughs> it's I. <laughs> It's either the Batman Forever soundtrack, nice, <laughs> or or the Seal album, 
that had Kiss from a Rose in it. I just oh, remember yeah. being upset, obsessed with Kiss Kiss from a Rose. That song is sick, dude. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like I was like, this guy's making millions, and he has this ugly face. And, <laughs> You know, the, he's my hero. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. No, dude, no, yeah, very true. That was a very much uh, a really good, I mean, still is very much yeah. a popular song, a bunch of movies and stuff. But I, I do remember the cool, well, I guess the cool-ish album, because I was, it, I was on a field trip um, to Orlando or something like that for, like, Disney World or, I don't know, something like that. Mm-hmm. And, um we had we stopped like at a mall and i'm like i'm gonna buy a cd that's cool <laughs> uh and i got a um, chevelle um it's the one it's where it's like all white and it's white and then the letters are red i think it's like oh yeah i, I forgot know. the name of the album but i, I remember you know visualizing about? it yeah, yeah yeah something like that yeah nice yeah, that was the, that. That was my like, I guess, cool album. Sure, <laughs> that's awesome, dude. Yeah, man, Chevelle still is sick. They've yeah. definitely been a, a good classic one as well. Yeah, <laughs> sweet well dude. And um, I was trying, like I said, I was brainstorming a little bit earlier today, just thinking of 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 your kind of trajectory and your timeline or whatever. But what was? And I know that you know for those listening. It was funny just because I moved, I moved up here to Georgia. You know, I was young. I was like 14, 15. It was like 2004, 2005. And when you moved up here, it was what, like 2008, 9, 10? 10, yeah. Gotcha. Okay. January like 1st or like 2nd. Gotcha. That's right. So, um, yeah, definitely a little bit of a difference. But it was just funny because while I was living here, you know, I was keeping up with all my buddies down down in miami like like we always talk about you know andy flores and yeah, <laughs> austin yeah. and Stephen armas and all the the what was that church christ fellowship right yeah the christ fellowship crew yeah so yeah. all those people and then i remember i came to visit one time and i cannot remember if you were maybe playing but it was like a little festival it was like one stage but it was split in half i was visiting miami i was hanging out with josh garcia and um, what was the band that you were in, like, for a while? Um, down, we were there was probably Flight of Icarus. That was, like, the, like yeah. the main band that I was in while I, when I was down here. That's or, right. You know, around that time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I'm right. Because the other guitar player, he's the other dude that I think is part of the Christ Fellowship world, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, wait. wait um, Does he have glasses? Uh, Ben, yeah, yeah. Ben, Ben wasn't really a part of that. Okay, we like we met those guys at the same time that I that I met him. Oh, gotcha, so, gotcha. But he he like started another band with like that crew. Got it. Okay, that makes I sense. Left. Right, yeah. right, right. That that same little world. Nice. That's awesome. And then um, this is literally just super randomly coming to mind. It was funny because I had moved over here, and you know how it is. It's like complete culture shock moving Yo. from Miami to Georgia. Like <laughs> when I moved Straight up here, up. it was my junior year of high school and it was like my second semester. So when I came here, I was literally only in high school here for a year and a half. And then I graduated. Like, wow. It was like super short and, um, and you know, somewhat of a critical time and like any yeah. young adolescence life. But it was yeah. just funny because I was just 
like this kid with some crazy hair straightening it every day and living that life you know (laughs) and i'm just like sitting at the lunch room or whatever like sitting by myself because i literally don't know anybody and i'm just wearing like a a chariot shirt with like a glittery (laughs) heart you know (laughs) like (laughs) pink letters and all this stuff and these kids just come up to me like, nice shirt, dude. You want to sit with us? <laughs> so it, it took off from there, but you know. That's how it started. Exactly. Who was it? It was, like, those guys? oh man. No, well, no. No? <laughs> I mean, I'm still friends with them now. But um, yeah, maybe, well, maybe. Maybe if you saw them. Let okay. me come visit. I'll let you know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but um, no, it's funny though. Just, you know, still keeping up with everything in Miami and like watching from afar or whatever it was funny to see you like hang out with my friends that i grew up with and i was like oh snap so when you moved up here it's like i knew you (laughs) but i did so it was really funny but yeah man it was it was interesting you know fast forwarding to when you moved up here and this is where i'm trying to remember like that timeline but i feel like i know at the time you remember uh you know i'm blasting these people's names nathan condry (laughs) Nathan Condry was he he was in a band wasn't he yeah he was like trying to he was doing something there was a time when Josh Harmon Josh Becker I think Nathan was they were starting something some kind of band and yeah then, he was kind of like a pretty boy kind of yeah. guy okay yeah, yeah yeah exactly um and so he totally hit on my ex-girlfriend at the, or, you know my girlfriend at the time oh I bet <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's He's got that <laughs> that kind of reputation, yeah, I guess. Yeah. But um, it was funny. You're but young, you know. Exactly, it happens. Yeah. <laughs> it was um. Anyways, so that little group they were trying to start something, and I remember Harmon was like, "Dude, yeah, you know, Nathan wants to go do like I don't know, like worship music or play acoustic something. I don't know." And they were just trying to like get a little heavier, and so at the time I was like, "Yeah, dude, well." I know this guy, Noel, I think he's like trying to get in with some bands, like hit him up or something. I, from what I remember, I don't know if that's true or not, but for some reason that memory is like in my mind uh-huh. and I just like somehow connected to you guys. I think, I don't know, maybe not. <laughs> um, that's not the story that I remember, but I do remember something like that. Yeah. Somehow where, like meeting Harmon. Yeah. Where Josh would like. Josh was like, "Oh yeah, like I think Andy like told me about you or something, something like that." Sure. Like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Somewhere along those lines, but um, yeah, man, it was funny. Tell me a little bit about like you know the coming rest world. I know that was a big, certainly a big part of of your life, obviously. Yeah, yeah. And certainly one of the big things that I would imagine kept you here, you know, for sure. for, for, for sure. so many years. Um, you know, and again, we'll we'll jump into the details, but starting off, um. You know, feel free to go into whatever details you want, but tell me a little bit yeah. about the birth of, of the band, I guess. Yeah, well, let me let me just go a little bit back because um, I was in, in Flight of Icarus for like three years, mm-hmm. um, something like that. Just like fresh out of high school, whatever. And um, like it disbanded and or, or people were quitting and um, I just didn't want to like do it anymore so sure. I, I ended up quitting and that really like affected me big time because i was just kind of like i didn't go to school and like um didn't really like try to pursue anything professional except mm-hmm. for that and i was like you know what i'm just gonna move you know and i remember at the time it was between moving to atlanta or moving to new york 
Oh, wow. And I, I really wanted to move to New York. Uh, but I was like, but I don't really don't know anybody over there. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm going to like, if I move over there, I'm probably going to like sleep on the subway or some shit because <laughs> I don't know anybody. <laughs> right. um, yeah, but I had family that recently moved to Atlanta, mm-hmm. um, the Flores family. So it was, uh, I don't know if you remember Marvin Flores. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, my cousin or whatever. So... I was like, you know what? Let me let me just move up there and for for and let me live with them for a couple months and, and get on my feet or whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, it ended up being a year that I lived with them, but still. Um, <laughs> so I was like, let, let me just do it. And I, I didn't honestly, I didn't want to do music, but like I told you before, like it was still in me to do it. Sure, you know. So like I still kind of like at least to scope out, feel it out to see if they needed something like a, a vocalist or whatever. Um, well, because in Flight of Icarus, I, I, uh, I played guitar and mm-hmm. I, I sang in the band. Nice. Um, so I never really like was like a screamer or whatever, but I knew that I wanted to be like a vocalist cause I sucked at guitar <laughs> and I always had like the shittiest gear. So I was like, you know, I'm just gonna try to do that. So anyway, I, I ended up moving up and, um, nice. I remember going to shows, going to Echo Remember Echo? Right, right, right. Yep. Yeah. Remember going to Echo on Thursdays? That's where I think where like I saw you a lot. There. Gotcha. So, yeah, yeah. I went a couple times. Um, went to shows. You know, like the whole circuit, the Swayze circuit. I think I, I think I had just missed like the Triangle phase. Oh, okay. Like, the venue. I think I had just missed it. Sure. Maybe I played like one show or whatever there. Mm-hmm. Um, or I went to like one of the shows, but um, I um met matt mulkey first and andy duncan nice those were the first people that i met i think through echo or something like that gotcha and um they were like hey like like come hang out or something like that and i went to hang out with them and had a good time and then one of the days matt invited me to his house i think and Josh was there. Rico was there. Remember Rico? Oh, yeah, yeah. The twins. Um, yeah, those, those guys. Um, and a few other people. I think Josh Becker. I don't remember. Anyway, I was... The story that I that I know is is that... Josh told me this story. That <laughs> I was talking about wanting to be in a band. And Rico, I was talking to Rico. And then Rico was like, yeah, man, let me get your number. I'm like, all right, cool. So I like said my number. And then Josh said that he copied the number as he was saying it. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. And and he's like, Josh is like, yeah, I'm going to take this dude. <laughs> so, um, so whatever. And then, and then of course, I didn't join a band with Rico. Josh, Josh mm-hmm. called me and, and he was like, hey, man, like I'm starting this band or whatever. Uh, me and this guy and then this other drummer, Zach Adcock. Remember Zach? Yeah, yeah. Um, so he was like, yeah, just come over and, and we'll uh, practice or whatever. Um, and I remember going. I bought like a really crappy microphone from like Radio Shack or some shit. Mm-hmm. And uh, I brought it over. It was at Daniel's like basement. And <laughs> I was like, um, like, I don't really have anything written or whatever. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, he, and, and they're like, whatever, man, let's just like jam out to like some songs that like that that, that we wrote and, and then i was like all right whatever 
So I was like, you know, I had like my skinny jeans and like my mullet haircut. Right. <laughs> and then they started playing and I was like throwing it down like I was playing in front of like 5,000 people. Because <laughs> I have done that. I haven't done that in so long. Right. And, yeah, I guess like pent up like energy. Sure. And, um, <laughs> and they, you know, and they were like, yeah, like, let's freaking do it. You know, and I'm like, all right, whatever, let's go. That's awesome, dude. Yeah. And, and, and that's kind of how we started. Sure. Yeah. And I know, I mean, you guys definitely, for, for a little while, definitely picked it up. I know we, you guys went out with us, um, was set apart for maybe a couple little runs, but I know at least one where we went to a couple states together. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you guys definitely kept it going. We we hung up the towel, but you guys kind of were like, it seemed like at the time, like the only like touring band around at least yeah. uh, during that time. But I mean, you guys definitely, from what I remember, you guys definitely hit it pretty hard. Tell me about the those those proceedings to like, you know, shopping around with different labels and, and what ended up leading us to Equal Vision. Yeah, yeah, we we we're definitely the idiots who kept touring. <laughs> and we were, we were like, like, let's do it. <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we played we played a lot of shows uh, together, set apart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, a lot of shows. We did. I think I think like two runs. I feel like yeah, something like that. We played Murray Hill together, right? Yes, we did. <laughs> Um, did we share like the same van or something? Yeah. Or same, like well, our, when we had an RV at the time. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. So the first time you, when we, you guys, we took you guys out in our van. Um, that's right. When that's we right. went to like a lot of spots in South Carolina and like yeah. Columbia and Charlotte, yeah. uh, Charleston. But then the next time, uh, Ben Cato, uh, was playing for me. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. You didn't go to that one. That's right. Um, yeah, yeah. We, um, so, so yeah, after, after all that, we we um we just played a bunch of shows after after they um they put me on and then and then Zach left and Mitchell Mitchell got on. Um, Josh Becker was there for a while too. Mm-hmm. Um, but after that, it, it ended up being just our core four, which was me, uh, me, Josh, Dan, and, and Mitchell. Um, Zach Capes played for a little while. Capes, that's right. Too. Yeah, yeah, Capes. <laughs> um, shout out to Capes. Yes, um, always. <laughs> um anyway yeah so so the core four stayed and, and we we got the grind on josh like left a couple of times and always came back uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, shout out to josh um but um around 2000 i don't know 14 or something like that i feel our our career i feel always kind of reconvenes and reshapes itself mm. after a f- uh, we've had like those serious conversations where we like sit down and we're like all right so like what are we doing you know mm. and um you know it's either this or, or or we're done you know sure and uh i remember we had one of those serious conversations and we we're like all right let's do it let's let's write let's let's make it happen so you know, it's it, it was the it was the it's either it's this or nothing. Right. You know, we we, we have to kind of sacrifice. We know that we we're gonna have to sacrifice a lot for this. Sure. And um, we kind of put our minds together and 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 pulled through, and we we did the we did what you know all starting bands did, man. We mm-hmm. we just played a bunch of shows, and we we uh, probably played too many shows, and we we booked <laughs> our own tours and. Uh, just got better at writing and and um you know of course played to zero people 
you know oh yeah we yeah we we went to like a show in 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 like louisiana and like the manager wasn't even there you know like oh my god i think it was like just the bartenders yeah uh you know yeah dude so um yeah we we did that and around 2000 i don't know i think it was 15 or something that's when we like released um blacklist which was kind of like our like you know ep because because we we had an ep before that called royal blood Mm -hmm. and we that was all the stuff that was written like um when josh like josh was in the band Mm -hmm. so him and daniel wrote a lot of it like a lot of them a lot of the music sure and you know it it was definitely like good and and at the time and um kind of you know did what it did but it it, you know i don't think it really like represented us like who we wanted to be sure um so uh when we were writing blacklist we decided on on you know making it something where we go into a, like a studio and kind of just hammer out the songs um, on, on a program, you know, and, and, and actually learn how to write like an actual song, you know, be it metal, you know, it's still metal, you know, there's still a structure to it. Sure. So we kind of just like honed down and just started, started writing um, uh, that way. And, and that's kind of like where we got our stride or whatever. Mm-hmm. So we, uh, we wrote blacklist and um we went on it heavy like we we um did our our marketing you know put in our own money for like you know a website and and we got like a like a legit van and trailer and got like really good equipment and practice like all the fucking time right (laughs) and uh um so and you know i i like was kind of in charge of like booking and and stuff and Mm -hmm. promoting and, and did all that we grinded. We just kept grinding for a long time, and, and um, yeah, and then we got picked up. Label started kind of noticing, and, and um, it was funny. We uh, had a. I was in contact with one of like like what, this band called My Enemies and I. Mm-hmm. I don't remember how like we got like together. I think it was the drummer, um, and and we um, we we kind of kept in touch on Messenger and. And he um, was like, yo, like, my manager's, like, interested in you. Um, nice. And I was like, that's cool. Like, what does he, <laughs> like, what does he do? <laughs> you know, like, he's like, you know, he, like, you know, he, like, helps us. And um, Ryan was just, like, Ryan was a drummer. And he's just like, yeah, you know, he's, like, uh, really, really good. And he can help you, like, move forward in your in your career. I'm like, all right, whatever. So um, eventually what happened was that, um, Equal Vision was already like seeing us before um, our our manager Dean at the time. Right. Basically, like the Equal Vision was telling him to to talk to us. Oh, uh, nice. To kind of like not, or at least that's the story that I remember. Right. But um, <laughs> undercover kind of. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so, so we, like, yeah, we we ended up staying with Dean, and um, there were other like labels involved, but. Mm. Um, we were just like, you know, whatever, let's give it a go. You know, we were obviously right. like super excited, you know, like definitely. that's like what every band of that genre is, is trying to get to, you mm-hmm. know, at that point, definitely. you know, and, um, we were, we were like super blessed. 
you know, to, to, to have that opportunity, man. And, and for sure. And they're an awesome label too. I mean, they put out some good, good stuff that, I mean, yeah. and they're still getting put in, put more people on. Yeah. Tell me, tell me about that experience. Like what, what'd you like? Maybe were there any things that you didn't like about working with a label in general? I know, like you said, getting started, you're like, Oh my God, we'll do anything, you know, yeah. <laughs> just cause you're just, you know, looking for any kind of help really. Yeah. No, no. Like we're, like it was like let's do it you know whatever like we got to do it but we were freaking out dude (laughs) this is like equal vision you know and and like growing up in high school you know that's when i started getting into that like emo phase like i was listening to all equal vision bands you know like exactly follow troy Mm circus survive pierce the veil you know like uh follow troy uh you know all that kind of stuff and so i was i was freaking out you know um so so yeah, we, we, we did that and we felt um, comfortable with it. We felt cool. We felt like they wanted to kind of do what what we had envisioned for the band or whatever. Um, Johnny Minardi was like our A&R rep and mm-hmm. I still talk to him to this day. And he's like one of the coolest fucking dudes, you know, especially in that industry. Sure. You know, because there's a lot of like shady people there and he's not oh, yeah. one of them. Shout out to Johnny. <laughs> That's awesome. You know, like yeah and um we um they immediately like put us on on tours and and uh made us work really hard and and we what you know but the thing with equal vision or with not just with equal vision with labels in general you know like you you know you don't really have a full say on what what goes on you know and and uh albeit an independent label you know you still kind of have to not really answer to them, but they're another voice in, in the business. Oh, absolutely. You know, and, and because it's a business at the end of the day, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so at the end of the day, like it's fun to like play and, and, you know, play in front of people every night, but you got to freaking feed yourself. And, right. you know, when you got kids, you got to feed your kids and, and oh, pay yeah. your rent, you know? So, um, we, uh, so we, yeah, we toured a lot and, and, you know, they had, they had a say in a few things we, we wanted to, to go in and, and, and write a record like right away but you know they you know they signed us but they knew that we didn't really have like a big following uh so they were just like we got to push the ep so they re-released um blacklist on all right go ahead so yeah man i uh we toured a lot and we did a bunch of stuff that the label wanted us to do they they re-released re-released blacklist um, uh, you know, because they, they said that it still had legs and we kind of wanted more people to hear it. So, so whatever. And, gotcha. And um, I'm just curious with that process, did they, did they do any kind of like remastering or anything like that? Or they just literally took what you guys already had? They could have, but they said that it sounded really good and, nice. and it, it was like really good quality. Didn't really have to add anything. Yeah. We had, we had in like an, an outro, um, when we released it ourselves, um, but it had like copyright issues, so it just gotcha. stuck to like those like um, songs that are on there. Nice. And you guys recorded it with, um, if I'm not mistaken, that guy Brian, right? Uh oh my gosh. Um, the the my children my bride guy. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, no. Um, that was oh later my, on. <laughs> no, the, the name escapes me, dude. I'm so sorry. I feel like really bad not remembering. But um, he he um, mixed and mastered it. Oh, okay. He mixed okay, okay. and mastered it. But there gotcha. was a, another guy who produced it, and he was really great. 
and I'm super sorry that I forgot your <laughs> name, dude. Um, like if you if you ever hear this, I'm sorry, <laughs> dude. It, the the production company was called Fortune Cookie. I remember that. Okay, cool. Um, um, he kind of like fucked us over like later on really? anyway. It doesn't matter, but oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was stupid. But, but I, I guess we can get into it in a little bit. But sure. um, yeah, so so they were like, yeah, man, it's it's good. It's 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 quality songs and. You know, so we, we want to, you know, have a more reach on this on this EP. So let's get you on tour. So we um, so, yeah, we did that. Our, our first tour that we did, which I, I knew was a mistake, but we couldn't. We were so <laughs> no one really knew us. So they couldn't mm. really put us on tour with anybody. Gotcha. So we had to headline our first like like tour on on, on the label. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, it was us in this band called Mortar Monroe, mm -hmm. um, and cool. Those guys are super cool. But um, so that was our first tour, and that was like the first like kind of glimpse on where like we were going for the next like couple years. Because mm -hmm. um, it was it was it it wasn't like how I was used to touring, right? You know, like like I actually had like shit to do, like <laughs> like like we had to like. <laughs> count the merch and uh -huh. made sure that we had like our receipts and stuff and and i had to like do like phone interviews and type out like interviews and, right and um you know uh, you know actually like be more uh, involved when we get into the venue and, mm -hmm. and and you know all that all that kind of stuff sure you know w you know back in the day it was just kind of like oh we're getting paid six bucks all right cool <laughs> and you know let's just like drink beers and 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 chill we still did that mm -hmm. but um it was just it felt more professional right more know? structured more structured right mm -hmm. right right and um so yeah man and and we just we did that for a while man like nonstop. we 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 toured um, you know, we would be home, gone for like three weeks and come back for a week and then be gone for another two weeks and then right. stay for a few days. And then we'd get a call in to do another tour and we're like, all right, let's go. And then we were gone for a month. And, right. you know, that was kind of like the, the, the life for a while. And, um, <laughs> it's, it's definitely, I don't know if you would actually call it a life to be honest with you. No. Yeah, dude. It's so <laughs> crazy. Like I, I'm sure you heard talking with Brandon and stuff. It's like being on tour is such a, a uh, uh, weird experience because it's not i mean it can be considered like vacation in the in the sense of like the mental state that you're in of like oh i'm just like so carefree yeah i don't yeah. even know what day it is i don't know what time it is like i don't even know what today's date is like yeah. it doesn't matter yeah. let's just go eat somewhere and chill yeah but so it's just weird. like you know when you come back home it's like whoa what the heck like what yeah. do i do now <laughs> it feels like time paused dude seriously you know and and i think the cl i think the closest lifestyle that i would compare touring to would be like a carny or something yeah. you know that's very like, true like it's 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 just crazy man like i i to this day like still don't understand how like i survived that kind of like lifestyle dude because <laughs> dude like i mean there's times where you have no money and you can't eat like you, no for sure like there were times where like i've like <laughs> you know we stopped at a gas station and like i have no money and I was like, dude, let me like look around this van to see if I find coins, <laughs> right. dude. And like, I was like, hell yeah, you know, like let me get a pop tart or something, you know. And right, right. I would, 
anytime we would go to Starbucks, because that's that was the vibe. You know, we would get to like the the closest, you know, the next city, and we would go straight to a Starbucks, you right. know, and chill there until we had to like do something. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, if I didn't have money, I would ask for hot water, and and I would like, go and get milk and honey, and I would that's what I would like have, right? You know, and oh, for sure, you know. So it's 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 definitely. Um, not very many people know or understand uh that kind of life oh yeah man yeah. it's it's tough for sure and i wanted to kind of bring this up with you too just because i mean it's a I, I can only imagine it's a totally different kind of perspective like being in a band but not only being in a band but like you like your family doesn't live here you know at least your immediate family like all of your friends that you grew up with are in a completely different state yeah. and so you know, tell me about like you really just staying in Georgia at this point for the band, because like you said, you're just gonna live with your with your with your family, your extended family out here for a couple months, see what it's like, maybe check exactly. on New York. But you're like, oh shoot, now I got this band. But you come yeah. home and you're like, I still don't have any money. Yeah. I can't do anything. You know? Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. what? I mean, what do you think besides saying like, oh, the band? But what 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 were some kind of motivating factors that just kind of kept you going? Like kept you yeah. here in Georgia? kept you in the game yeah 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 well i had um like a really serious girlfriend at the time mm-hmm. like literally when i moved um to atlanta like maybe a week or two weeks later i got into a relationship and um you know i it was like super serious for a while yeah and while i was doing the band that was getting really serious and like i told you before like you know uh, you know sacrifices you know for sure we're all around and 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 everything you know i I had to like quit like a really like good job that i had you know like with like you know benefits and 401k and Mm -hmm. all that stuff and i was making really good money and and uh, i had like a serious girlfriend at the time and i um you know i i had to kind of decide to pursue music because that's what i've been wanting to do and those things had to like kind of leave in order for me to pursue that sure. and there was just no way that in my mind that I, that I could have done it you know and and right. um you know every case is different every every other person is different on how they handle things but you know i i knew that i needed to have my like 100% full um uh, attention to that so sure. and and then you know through that you know I still had my family that that lived there at the time right and um but I kind of found uh comfort and I guess solace through through what my band gave me you know my, sure. my band gave me like the roommates that I had right oh uh, yeah it, it becomes your years. family <laughs> yeah no really and and that's where I met all my friends and at the time and I started bartending uh, because I knew that I, that was like the only like or like ser- serving at a restaurant. That was like the only way for me to right. make money, decent money, and also like be like, "Yo, peace, I'm gone for two weeks." And I'm like, "All right, cool," right. you know. So, no, that's very true. So like, I, I kind of had to. I fell into that, um, but um, yeah. So that's kind of how I I, I kind of stayed um, okay with staying in, in in Atlanta, other than my band, right. Um, and you know, plus the city is just dope. So no, definitely, man. Yeah. Yeah. Heck yeah. What, um, and this is just kind of just came to mind, but you guys went on tour with some, like some pretty decent sized bands like Mushroomhead and all this stuff. 
Dude, was that yeah. one right? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's so funny. What a crazy tour, man! Tell me, tell me a story. Crazy, <laughs> man. So many stories. I could tell you so many stories, bro. Like we tell can get into like untold secrets of tours. Oh know? yeah, like we went to some shit, dude. But um, um, so we after after we did that like uh, headlining tour that was like in November or something like that or October or something like that. And um, we did a few more tours after that. We were literally me and okay. So my enemies and I and us we were on the same tour together. We were literally it was the last day we finished, and we were gonna go back home. And we were just chilling in a parking lot with my enemies and I and us. And Dean is 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 was our manager at the time for both bands. So my enemies and I was supposed to do that tour. Mm. Um, they were supposed to do like the first leg of it. Um, and, and, um, I believe Dean was going to put us for the second leg of the tour. So we're like, all right, cool. Let's, we're just going to go home, chill, and then like go back on tour. Um, and my enemies and I had to pull out for some reason. I don't remember. Mm. And they were like pissed about it. And I remember like, they were like literally in the van next to us, like talking to Dean on the phone. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then, um, Dean called us and, and Hey, like my name is, and I can't do it. Do you guys want to do it? The tour starts in two days. <laughs> so, you know, we had like a big decision to make, you know, cause it's literally a whole month. Like that, oh, wow. that tour was a bus tour. Mm-hmm. So, um, it was really long drives and really early, um, call in time. So we right. had to be at the venue, like at, I think like one or two in the afternoon where usually like you can be in at six or seven. Right. Um, and then the drives were like eight to 12 hours each. Huh? Yeah. Or That's something like one. that. Yeah. Super <laughs> rough. And, uh, we weren't, uh, we weren't getting paid, um, either. Um, but we were, but we were getting like a full like merch and stuff like that, which gotcha. was, which is okay. You know, we were thinking like there's going to be at least 500 people every night, at least sure. at the least. So, um, we were okay with that, but you know, we had a choice to make and, mm-hmm. and, uh, um, so we, we ended up doing it, you know, and, and, and we kind of just sucked it up and we we're like, look, this is. If we really want it that bad, we, we, we got to take that sacrifice and, and quit our jobs. And, like, I think um, Josh had to quit his job or something. I don't know, something like that. Um, yeah, and I remember Mitchell before. had an awesome job at Guitar Center. Mitchell had a fantastic job at Guitar Center. Huh. Uh, and they let him tour and stuff. So like, nice. And we always got, like, discounts on shit, which was really cool. <laughs> like, anytime we needed, like, drumsticks or picks or strings or whatever, right. like, they would hook us up in any, like, in any state, I think. Um, which was was tight like we had the plug (laughs) everywhere um and uh yeah so we did that tour um and we were like freaking out because we were like we weren't really like big mushroom head fans but we knew like they're a big band (laughs) they were a big band yeah so the first oh this was actually funny too the i think like the last show or like the second to last show that we played on the last tour was in ohio at this venue called the outpost Mm. and the first show of that tour was at in ohio at at that same venue which is is funny yeah um and there it was like it was like their hometown show so like it was like sold out like it was crazy there was like 
think it was like it was like 800 or people or something like that i don't know um shit was crazy and uh so yeah we did that and we 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 had to just grind it out we 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 drove uh across that was like our first like full like u.s tour and um we uh we uh had a day off like one of like only three days off i think of the whole month Hmm. and uh we were we're gonna we're really close to the grand canyon so we're like yo let's check out the grand canyon and we're like yeah let's do it so we we went out and we didn't realize that at the time when we were at the grand canyon was that area was the coldest it's ever been <laughs> in like history oh my in goodness. the united states or wow. something like that so and we had no idea so we're like just like yeah you know we're gonna like see the grand canyon at night it's gonna be tight we didn't even know if we had to like pay or anything because we're assholes and we're just dumb. <laughs> so we 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 get there it's like snowing there's ice everywhere and and Everything is closed, pitch black, dude. Oh my god! Pitch black, and we had no gas, so we like, <laughs> w- like we were expecting to like get gas when we get there, but right. the gas station was closed. Oh my gosh! So we had to post up at a like McDonald's where it was uh, like ice. The parking lot was just ice. <laughs> I don't even know how we got in there, right. but we we stayed there through the night and until the morning to get gas and we were sleeping in like negative like 17 degree weather oh my god some shit like that and my sleeping bag was only like negative five or something (laughs) i was dying dude (laughs) dying oh man and i'm from miami right like (laughs) i'm I'm telling you man people don't believe me i'm like at work and i'm like wearing like a uh, uh, a cardigan <laughs> and my co-workers are like hey mr rogers you good <laughs> i'm like bro i'm from miami dude. i can't hang yeah, with this <laughs> yeah man people don't know man. But, yeah dude, uh, that's hilarious yeah, yeah we we never were in that cold of a situation but there was i don't even remember where we were i think we were in maryland where yeah it's just one of those times where you know it just happens you're playing a new city you've never been there you don't know anybody yeah and you're just we're just like I mean, we could get a hotel, but screw it. Let's just save the money. Exactly. And yeah. let's just rough it out. And we stayed in, in, <laughs> yeah, we all slept in the van in like a, well, that was a different time. We slept in a Walmart parking lot, but yeah, it was mad cold. We literally just put on like all the clothes we brought with us and yeah. like slept in the van. <laughs> so that was insane. But then to the ultimate extreme, one time we actually played in Tampa, um, Florida and, um, it was like a in between. It was like a day off day that we had planned out. Uh-huh. Um, but we were like, man, this kind of sucks. Like we really wish we could just play a show. So I don't know if you remember this venue. I don't know if it's still around, but it was called Transitions. It was an art gallery. I remember and, the venue. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was in Tampa, and we looked yeah. it up. We're like, you know, we've always heard about this venue. Like they always, it was big for like hardcore shows and stuff. And it was like a Thursday night or something. Yeah, but we're like, dude, there has to be a show. So we literally just drove there. I mean, we weren't on the bill or anything. Like they didn't know who we were. We literally showed up, and the guy is just like, you know, getting the place ready. We're like, hey man, we're from Atlanta, Georgia. Like we're really far from home. We were just wondering if there's any way we can like open up for the show. Like you don't even have to pay us. 
if you just let us like put up our merch and we'll just play. And they're, the guy was like, um, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> you know, we played like mad early at like five o'clock wow. or something, but wow. it was still really fun. And like, it was definitely worthwhile. We ended up selling some stuff. So that was a pretty cool experience just to like pop up at a show that's already planned out yeah. with flyers and like, you know, social media postings and stuff. But we're just like, screw it, let's just play. And yeah. then that night though, we were just not, we didn't know what to do because we still had, to, I think we were driving to like around Sarasota on uh-huh. our way there. And we ended up, uh, yeah, just pulling up at a Best Buy parking lot. And, but it was like so, so humid. We literally oh. slept with the, all the doors open in the van. Oh. And there's a picture I have to show you, but we were literally just like sleeping on the floor outside the van Jesus. <laughs> and it, we always joke with beef because the guy slept at least it felt like felt like he slept for 10 hours straight because it was just so hot he just went into like a miniature <laughs> heat coma or something and we were just like trying driving around the city like ebor city in yeah. tampa like just trying to literally find shade and to wow. the point that we're just like screw it, let's just sleep right here but yeah, dude, no, I agree. There's definitely so many, so many stories to to tell all kinds of crazy stuff, which is which is really cool, like, you know, getting, I guess I'll use the word d- deep, but like when you think about, you know, at the end of the day, we're not touring anymore. We're older and, you know, we yeah, got yeah. lives and significant others and whatnot, mm-hmm. but it's really interesting to like look back and like you said, we're definitely privileged to get a chance to be in that position. Uh, just to even tour, just to experience, just to travel, you know, be put in situations where you need to kind of, you know, think on your feet. Uh, you, you're essentially running a business. And, and you know, I really feel like it's it's definitely, at least in my life currently, I'm like, yeah, I could definitely see where I have learned certain things and, I, and I'm currently using that or I am able to apply those things in my life. And, um, you know, I... I do you agree <laughs> is my question <laughs> yeah absolutely man i absolutely agree with that you know I, I i feel definitely that that time in my life i feel is the equivalent or probably more but it's it, like to to that going to college life Oh, for sure. But like in a, I don't know, in a different, weird, yeah, yeah, like kind of way. Real life experience. Yeah, yeah, because it's it's opened me up and developed me into a person that I've never thought I could be. Sure. Um, I was a very sheltered kid, you know. Like, you know, I I did my stuff, you know, but I was really in the church and I I did sure. all that stuff and. Um, you, you couldn't watch Pokemon and, you know, you, <laughs> you can only hang out with church friends or your family right. kind of vibe. And, Harry Potter satanic, you know, yeah, satanic. All that stuff, <laughs> and, um, touring and, and just being in the band and having to develop a brand and develop yeah. a, uh, business mm-hmm. is, is, has really helped me form uh, a, a different, you know, version of me sure. that I am that that I am now, and I uh, I wouldn't change it in in any way, any any sort of way, you know. Right. Um, you know, at at the time, I uh, towards the end of the band, 
we, you know, we kind of split or whatever. And, um, that was like a really hard time because I, I was at the time like dating someone for a few months. Uh, her name is Maggie and she, she, um, she overdosed. Oh, wow. Um, so sorry, dude. Yeah. Thank you, man. Um, she's definitely in a better place now, but, um, she overdosed and it was really hard to, to, to deal with because Absolutely. I, I was touring very heavy at the time I found out that day. And then I, I knew that the next day I had to go on tour. Mm. Um, but I knew that I couldn't, I, if I would have stayed, it would have been worse. So right. I, I ended up going, um, my friends, uh, flew me out mid tour to go to her funeral, um, which is really nice. And, um, but the work ethic, um, and the passion that it took for me to, to power through that, you know, oh, yeah, and, man, for sure. and I'll, I'll be it rough. And I definitely went down, um, a, a, a path that I didn't know I was going to get to at all in my life. Um, you know, uh, you know, I was drinking a lot and, and just, doing stuff that I shouldn't have, that I shouldn't be doing and focusing more on, on my craft and things like that, Sure, you know, and, and th- that's one of the, of the reasons why I had to leave Georgia. Mm. Um, because, you know, you know, my band was gone and, and, you know, you know all those things were kind of just spiraling and happening at the same time. So I kind of had to, um, take myself out of, of my life and see myself in a linear perspective sure. and kind of see like, look, man, if I, if I stay and, and do this, albeit all the things that music has taught me, you know, I think the best thing to do is to, is to move forward and leave and come back, you know, and to be with family that, that, you know, that I needed at the time. You know, sure. I didn't know that I needed. And I knew that, like you said, you know, like I was so many years separated from, from having my family next to me, right. you know, it, it took a toll after over time. And, mm-hmm. um, the, the remedy that I needed was, was just to be with family and be away from that and, Definitely. um, had to kind of re retool, um, how I, how I handle life. And it's hard, dude, like I'm still dealing with those things, you know, it, right. there's like a, like kind of like a PTSD that, that goes with with leaving that kind of lifestyle behind the like the Dude, that's lifestyle. so true i've never thought about it that way but that is so true yeah, yeah like yeah, ad- obviously not the same thing as military you know life by any means right for sure but in the in the in the you know the comparison of like you're away from your real day-to-day life yeah. And now you come back, you know, quote unquote home and you're like, I got to get a real job and like yeah, go yeah. to work every day, you know, yeah, no. like that is so I, I totally get it. Like, it's just so different and you have to absolutely adapt and kind of evolve back into that, you know, civilian lifestyle. Yeah, man. I mean, people don't understand, dude. Like it's, it's, I, it took me a while to like, to find people to have like legit conversations with because I talk to people and not, and they're like, so like, what do you do? And you know, like, well, I used to be in a band and I'm a vocalist or whatever. Um, and I would like tell them stories like, yeah, you know, like I had to, (laughs) I had to, um, you know, sleep in a, in a, in a van, like on a (laughs) 
you know, cardboard or, you know, whatever. <laughs> and, and I had to scrounge for food and like, isn't that funny? And they're like, no, that's depressing. <laughs> Why would you do that to yourself? <laughs> and yeah. Yeah. You know, and like, yeah, man, it's totally cool. We were hanging at this, at this bar and then, and, you know, there's like a strip club next to it and we were just hanging out with strippers all day, you know, like that's normal. And right. no, it's not normal. You know, like it, it's, it's weird. It was weird to me you know mm. and having to adapt it, it was almost like i wanted to be uh opposite from from normal people like sure. i wanted to like tom you know all you know the the i call it like i've been through the butthole of america <laughs> you know like i've seen right. the butthole of america you know mm. and I've, it's almost like i wanted that to stay a part of me but like i i it's you know there's times that you need to evolve you know you just need to evolve and move forward and Mm -hmm. uh i think that that experience has really taught me and molded me um into uh working hard on other things and learning how to honestly man like be a better person and be a better man like um you know learning how to be more disciplined on things like i told you dude like it's like time stops when you're, when you're touring, you know, and yeah. I feel, I feel like I lost a couple of years of, of growth as a, as a human. It's like, sure. it's weird to me, you know? And, and mm-hmm. uh, so like having to uh, readapt and, and learn and process things in a way that a normal person does, you know, Definitely. Uh, is, 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 um, the struggle that I had and you know, there's times where I still go through it, you know, and that's mm-hmm. just how it is. You never really stop, stop growing, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. No, definitely, man. Yeah. It's it, you know, for, for those of you listening, <laughs> which I know a lot of people can, can certainly relate a lot of our friend group, you know, we're definitely involved in, in the music scene and stuff. And, and, you know, it's, I totally get it. It, it is really difficult to, to, to just kind of, you know, like I said, get back into your regular day-to-day and yeah. living a normal, you know, quote-unquote normal regular life. Yeah. And that's why I feel like so many people that, you know, just looking at like older, old, I guess I'll say older bands that have just been around for a long time. And then like when they break up, they're just like, all right, well, I'm going to go be like a guitar tech for another band or like, <laughs> you know, do yeah. merch for some of this or like work right, for some right. kind of be like a, a, a part of a road crew for some other production thing. And yeah. like, it's just like a, it's a whole world, you know, it's its own subculture for sure. Yeah. But, but definitely I get it. Like being young, like thinking about it, like even when we've all first started playing music, like we were all obviously very young and, for you guys, you know, definitely kept it going further even than we did. And, um, as far as that apart in itself, but, you know, especially like the rest of the guys in the band, like, like everybody was young and you're like, you know, 18, 19 years old, like in the middle of nowhere, you're like, you have to really learn to figure things out on your own. Like with us, another little story, like a memorable one. I can't remember exactly where it was, but I think it was, we played in we we played in Birmingham, Alabama, at this place called the Nick, where there's literally like nobody there. It's like the ghetto, pretty much. <laughs> I just remember opening our like you know our doors to the van, and as soon as I looked down, it's just like a bunch of syringes oh all my over God. the ground. I'm like, all right, well, I guess we're here. <laughs> Dude. And so we played at this. Uh, it was literally like 
a dive bar, you know, pool tables and all this kind of stuff. And there was literally nobody there except one of our buddies, uh, you know, Jared McGookin. Shout out to him. Oh, shout out to Jared. He did a bunch of our uh, early yeah. um, artwork. Yeah, fun. yeah, yeah. No, same for us. And um, it was funny. He was like the only one that was there that came to watch us. And we just literally like played with our shirts off and just were like screwing around and playing the song super fast. But, you know, it was just a, a funny show. But then we went from there, from there being nobody there. And then we drove literally like, if I remember correctly, all through the night to Austin, Texas wow. from, I mean, I'm pretty sure, I think Anthony drove the whole time. It was like, yeah, like 10 plus hours or something crazy. And we just drove like all the way there. And then when we get there, um, we had, um, so we had like a, a booking agency that um, Andrew from Life and Repeat was running. And so he was booking everything for us just to get yeah. us on as much stuff as possible. And so, you know, he already had his own little setups with with the um, with the bars and the venues as far as like, you know, we got a certain percentage from the bar. We got a certain percentage from the door. And then we go to this place. We play. It's a little dive bar. Like, it's so small that literally only my drum set was on the stage and everybody else was on the floor. Oh, my so, God. <laughs> like that small. And then, yeah, whatever, you know, there's nobody really watching us. People are just, like, sitting at the bar, like, turning around, staring at us, like, what the heck is this? <laughs> but, um, and then, uh, yeah, the show ended, and one of our buddies was with us, like, kind of doing merch slash, like, you know, tour management. Yeah. Mainly, like, collecting the money, and he was, like, the, like, the bar owner was, like, yeah, no, I'm not paying you guys. Oh my God. We're like, what? Like, dude, you don't understand. We literally drove. He's like, yeah, I don't care. Like, he's like, um, well, our, you know, our booking agency told us that blah, blah, blah. He's like, oh yeah, you got a contract? Oh, like, uh, I guess not. <laughs> like, and yeah, the guy just straight up screwed us. And like, so wow. we're like, well, and that, that was like as far West as we were going. And we had to go back. Uh, I think we were going to like Louisiana, I believe. And um, so, yeah, we literally just went all the way out there. Granted, it was like an awesome experience. Austin, Texas was super, super cool. Love Austin. Um, we actually ended up seeing, um, man, I don't even remember the name of the band anymore. They were on Rise Records for a while. They're really good friends with uh, like a fight for life. And there yeah. was actually, now I remember, there was one, one kid with like long hair staring at us while we were playing there at the bar. And then we were just walking around and, Austin, Texas is just like bar, venue, bar, 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 venue, venue, bar. <laughs> and just like shows going on all the time. They call it like live music capital of the world. And so we were entered into this like bar and there's this band, like heavy band playing. We're like, oh, sweet. Let's go check them out. And after the guys got on stage, one of the guys was like, oh, what's up? Are you guys set apart? And we were like, whoa, what the no heck? No way. Yeah. We're like, what? He's like, yeah, I actually, I got a chance to check out your set because, um, one of our buddies in, uh, I think it was Dylan from a fight for life told us to go check you guys out. And, um, uh, it was just really cool. Like to make that wow. connection, like all the way out there and, and have these guys like come check us out and stuff. So it was cool. Like, even though, you know, we didn't get a lot of money, uh, yeah. it was cool just to like have a little coincidental, you know, meet up like that and like experience the city. Yeah. And it was funny too. Cause we were literally just walking around with signs like, 
help us get back home, buy a t-shirt, buy our EP. <laughs> and people would be like, I only got like three bucks. We're like, it's fine. We don't care. Just anything. Yeah. <laughs> like, so, you know, it's funny to go through the situation. But like I said, you know, going back to the whole, you got to think on your feet. You got to know what to do quickly. You got to figure things out. Um, you know, and like you said, so, so many different stories. I'm hoping to one day, you know, compile a bunch of people's like <laughs> crazy stories on on the road dude i, got I think it'll be funny on stories oh i bet I do bet. you remember do you remember the first time can you hear me okay yeah yeah yeah. do you remember the first time where you were out of state and people like actually knew your stuff like and dude. were like yeah it was crazy i'm trying to remember like to pinpoint it exactly but if I'm not mistaken, because it was funny because like with Set Apart, we really didn't even play in Georgia very much. And um, like on the previous episode, uh, Brandon got a chance to go a little bit into detail how he moved to Georgia on like May 1st and like May 7th or something was our first show ever. Yeah. And wow. and then literally the next day, like the next morning we left. We were gone for like a month straight. Wow. And then, um, but yeah, I think it was like... The first time that you know people were noticing and stuff, and I, I definitely the Carolinas was like a big hub for us. Yeah, and I want to say it was either like I think it was like Columbia, but yeah, it was it was weird. <laughs> it yeah. was definitely a strange experience because you know going through the whole thing and like you know starting a band, <laughs> practicing so many hours, you got to buy a van, you got to buy a trailer, you got to spend money to this, you got to buy your merch. And, you know, you're just, like, always, like, with your head down, working hard, working hard, hustling. And yeah. then when you actually see somebody, like, even utter a word, you're like, oh, my gosh. Like, right, dude. Yeah. It paid off. <laughs> Crazy. It's so weird. Yeah, man. No, it's definitely a, a weird experience. But, yeah, very much, very much cool. But, um, dude, I wanted to just kind of uh, take it back a little bit. Um, tell me about the story of, of, of what happened as far as, like, the, the disbanding of the band and I'm sure there are several reasons and factors but um, you know walk me through that process where you guys are just like hey you know even though we are on equal vision you know records let's just you know throw in the towel wow okay um, I think that I think the nail that kind of hit the coffin for some of us um was so we had to do a um, music video um in san diego Mm. um so and there was a tour that we were doing uh with this band called kingdom of giants Mm. and that was in that started in sacramento or one of those states i think it was i think it was um san diego or something like that around there Mm -hmm. um so we had to drive cross country um, and start the tour there, um, and oh, do wow. the, yeah, do the music video. Um, it was like three or four days in San Diego and then drive down to start the tour. Mm-hmm. And that was like a seven day tour. It, um, in the middle of the tour, we had to go to, um, South, uh, South by so what? We, okay. Yeah. We played, um, we played there. So we, we did the music video while we were getting to our first day of tour to the show our transmission broke at the venue. Oh man. Yeah. At the venue. No, no, no. I'm, I'm lying to you. Like the second or third show. Gotcha. Um, so, so whatever we were like, fuck, 
we have to go all the way to South by So What. We had to play a show in New Mexico, mm. I think, and then play South by So What. Um, so we're like, what do we do? Like, are we, <laughs> we, right. we had to like ask money from the venue or mm. from the, from the label, uh, to, to, to get us to, gotcha. to fix, fix the, the van. Yeah. And, um, thankfully that, that was, the, that was there cause not, we'd have been screwed. Right. But, um, so we were like, okay, so the van is fixed, but it's, I mean, the van is going to take like four days or five days to fix. Gotcha. So we need to play this show because, you know, it's South by So What. It's mm-hmm. like big exposure. Like a bunch of people are going to be like, you know, um, other, not just bands, but, you know, just networking purposes. It's like a really big right. opportunity to be there. Um, you know, plus like freaking, that was Andro's comeback show. Oh, yeah, that's right. That was Seosin coming back with Anthony Green. Wow. Um it was straight for the straight from the path was there and that was their drummer's last show oh crazy yeah so it was like crazy dude like i <laughs> i was i never get starstruck but like anthony green was in the porta potty like waiting next to me <laughs> and i was freaking out dude. <laughs> i didn't even say hi dude like, i was yeah. like yo oh my gosh <laughs> I try to sound like you every day, <laughs> uh, but um, so we had to, we had to rent a small Volkswagen because that's all that we could afford. Oh my gosh! And um, thankfully, our we had our our friends at the time. Silent Planet was playing. Oh, nice! And um, we've known them for a while, and and we we're like, dude, can we borrow some of your gear? And they were like, sure. So we still had to take some of our gear, like we had all of our guitars some right. like some of um mitchell's drum stuff mm-hmm. and then and then five of us because we had our our tour manager oz oh, true. so so it was five dudes and a bunch of equipment <laughs> and we had to go play a show in new mexico and then drive to to uh is, it's austin is it in austin i don't remember what i think so yeah um and we had to do that and then we had to drive back to to where the van was in california wow and at this point the the tour wasn't doing too well so and and just to backtrack a little bit before this tour we were gassed dude like we we played we had like two or three other tours that we did um they and it was one of those things where we wanted to stay home but you know like our manager and and the label were like you know you need to keep touring and and i was like dude but some of these tours are like complete shit like you know like we're (laughs) um we had some good ones but you know we had to play like these like crappy ones still you know Mm and and uh and we were just you know done you know and and we got we got the van back and we're like look we have two more shows left we have no money you know we can do it and try to sell or we can go home, hmm. you know? And, uh, I, I wanted to stay like, I, I knew we were like exhausted and tired, but as a whole, you know, we were, we knew that we were just tired, dude. Like just, right. yeah, ex- not just, imagine. From, yeah, not just from that, but just everything, dude. Yeah. Like, it's it been building up too much. Yeah. So, um, so we have to go back home. And then that's when Josh quit. Mm. Josh quit because um, he wanted to just 
focus on on uh you know i don't know norm like normal life i don't know <laughs> so so we're like you know this is like the like the third or fourth time josh quit so like let's <laughs> let's uh let's keep going we love him and 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 uh maybe maybe in a few months he can come back right. <laughs> um no, i love that guy um anyway uh so so after that me me daniel and and mitchell kept writing for an album at the time we played a few like shows um just because it was like good money or whatever and we just wanted to kind of get out there. You know, we didn't want people to think that we, like, were, like, broken up or whatever. Um, so we had a few people fill in. And um, so at that time, it was pretty cool because we started – and this is all going to make sense in a bit. But <laughs> I'm just giving you a bunch of context. Sure. Thank so you. <laughs> um, at the time, we were writing a lot. We were meeting with a lot of producers at the time that the, the label was suggesting to us. Mm-hmm. Um, so we wrote, uh, we wrote a couple of songs with, with our friend, Zach um, Jones, who's in my enemies and dying. He has his own um, production company right now in LA and he's awesome. Nice. Um, we wrote with a few other people and we noticed that we wanted to like change our sound. Um, we were going for a more, um, uh, I don't know. Um, Nine Inch Nails kind of Deftonesy um, kind of down tuned but groovy kind of vibe. Right. Um, this was back in 2017, mm-hmm. so um, a lot of people are doing that now and and uh, whatever. But anyway, we were we were writing a bunch of that stuff, and they were like, "Let's keep on writing, keep on writing, keep on writing." And we're like, okay, we have like freaking 20 songs at this point, right. 25 songs. And then we're like, okay, like, let's just write whatever we want. Like, let's just write mm-hmm. like anything that we want to do. So we wrote like something completely different, something very um, pop influenced, like mm-hmm. um, Paramore kind of with, you know, like a heavy down tuned Paramore, right. but with... Um, a lot more electronics and and not much screaming and and still kind of like drivey you know a la kind of like bring me the horizon i guess but um that's kind of like where we were headed and um we wrote a few songs like that and we send it to to our manager and and to our um and to our label and they kind of were just like what are you doing <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh <laughs> and we were like i mean you said that we can just keep writing and write whatever we we felt and right. this is kind of where we're headed you know um and they were like you know but we kind of want you to stay like heavy and and all this stuff and um so we hung up the phone and we were all together and we were like really sad dude honestly because we were sure those songs we haven't felt that way about songs since we did like blacklist right you know we hadn't felt like oh man like dude like this is exciting like right. new we're in we're in new territory like man this sounds great like we can really get something done with this um and we were at the point where you know it was the three of us and having that conversation again you know you know, is this it or, or what, you right. know? Um, so there was talks about 
leaving the label and just doing it independent again. Mm -hmm. But, you know, Dan and I kind of didn't really want to do that, you know, because we were scared at the same time. Because it's just like, man, like if we drop the label, like all that we worked for is like gone, you know, and, mm -hmm. and um, there was that fear of, of, of losing that kind of connection. Right. Um, and, and on the other hand, we were like, man, but if we leave them, we have so much freedom to do whatever we want. Sure. Um, you know, so we like talk with our manager again and, and he was, you know, very convincing and, and just being like, you know, we shouldn't like burn this bridge. So it was kind of like a fork in the road. And, and that's when Mitchell, Mitchell left mm -hmm. because he wanted to kind of keep it, keep what we were doing. And, and, you know, in, in hindsight, I, I, you know, I kind of wish that we went that way, but you know, that's how life is and we keep moving. Sure. But, uh, so at that point it was just me and Daniel. So me and Daniel, uh, went down, uh, to Florida to record some songs with um this guy named Stu and he um was in oh my god what's the band's name standing on the rooftops and what's the what's the, um, uh standing on the rooftops. Oh, sounds dude. familiar <laughs> oh my gosh what's that band's <laughs> name the the lead singer uh like got arrested for uh like like molesting kids or like taking kid like videos with kids oh my god <laughs> <laughs> I, I have no I, clue <laughs> okay whatever it was a really famous band yes yeah, and, and and he was like the coolest dude and um he probably hates that i just said that he doesn't <laughs> want to be affiliated with that but um so we wrote like another group of songs so at this point like we have like a bunch of songs man right and we were like look let's keep going and and let's just write this record and, and then figure out the members stuff later mm -hmm. um but at this point uh um that's when the label was just like you know you're not technically a band right now like we'll still like be there in the background but you kind of have to start building again from the ground up so oh, at this wow. um so like they were, they were supportive of us but they weren't really going to like move forward until right. we kind of so um so and then that's when Dan was like, "Yeah, I don't want to do this anymore." So, so that's kind of how it how it how it happened, and gotcha. uh, we kind of disbanded that way. So it was it was a bunch of things where it was just um, a snowball effect of 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 of, uh, of situations, you know. Right. And um, that's how it went, man. You know, that's Dang the story. Dude, yeah, no, crazy. Yeah. yeah, I didn't know about all that. What happened to yeah. all those songs? <laughs> Sit, sitting in my Dropbox. Oh my gosh! Dude. Just sitting there. Are you guys thinking about ever releasing any of it? Nah, dude. Nobody cares, bro. <laughs> <laughs> nobody cares, dude. Oh man! Uh, Make like three uh, albums out of it. <laughs> I know, dude. No, man. We um, we're we're really we're actually really really proud of those songs. And yeah, I bet. it's it's unfortunate. I mean, who knows, dude? Maybe one day I'll just be like, fuck it, and I'll just like. <laughs> make like some like whatever like album art of my dog frankie and then just put out <laughs> put out a, a double disc or something and there put it on go. spotify nice know. dude but that that's yeah. cool man it's kind of yeah. like a little hidden secret for yourselves <laughs> yeah man yeah it really is I, I i go back to it every once in a while just to kind of uh you know kind of see what we did and and stuff and um so but it was it was it was a good time and and 
that latter half of, of the career, um, it uh, molded me as like a musician and kind of sure. helped me um, kind of realize the industry and um, the naivety of, of your, of your, the, the night, the naivety of, of, of how you were while you were controlling your brand. Right. Because at the end of the day, it's, it's your brand. It's your, it's your band. It's your business. And if you have a label that's, that's supporting you or a manager, they necessarily don't control you. They're, they're mm-hmm. just there to help you. Right. You know, and, and, um, you know, sometimes you got to stick to your guns and, uh, um, you know, when you're young, you're just like, Oh man, you know, this like huge, like behemoth of a company or, or mm-hmm. that, you know, at least to me at the point at that time was, sure. you know, well, how can I say no to them? You know what I mean? Right. No, definitely. We're, we're kind of su- a subject to the man at, at some points. And, but, uh, you know, that's how it goes. You live and you learn. And I feel like if I was in that same situation now, it'd be a little bit different, you know, but no, definitely. man. Yeah. Crazy dude. And, um, what are you doing these days? Are you still involved musically at all? Um, I have, um, a solo project that I've been like working on just like a project and it's, it's nothing crazy. It's, it's just literally more of an outlet for me to kind of do what I've always kind of wanted to do. Cause I've I've never, never really like, I I was a a product of the scene because that's where I got just fell into sure. and I felt like I had to make that kind of music. Right. Um, but you know, I, I've always loved different stuff and I think now more than ever, like being, having different genres in your music is like more acceptable. Sure. Um, and it's more of like a genre uh, industry more and more as we go. Right. But, uh, you know, so yeah, I mean, I got that stuff there, you know, maybe one day I'll, I'll release it and, and stuff, but it's really more just like, to keep my mind creative and no, I, I, um, um, so I got that going. I, I had a, um, like a, like a clothing line thing that I yeah, had I saw for that. a little bit. Yeah. Are you still doing that? Um, it's, it's on hiatus right now, dude. Gotcha. It's, 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 seems like hard work. <laughs> it's a lot of work, dude. It's a lot of work, man. But now I'm just kind of living a, a, a normal life right now. I got a, Good, I got man. a, a dog. I got a girlfriend that I love very much. And, um, I'm I'm working uh, with uh, uh, a food hall that's um, here in in Miami, uh, running stuff. their uh, running their events team and and stuff. Nice. So that's awesome. Yeah. Dude. congrats. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, dude, it's, it's, yeah dude. you know it's it is good and important <laughs> to normalize ourselves. Yeah. Even though I mean I at least for me it's been a, you know such a long time now, but definitely like even just doing this like catching up with people and just doing like a little podcasting. Like I, I didn't realize that I did need something, right. you know, as far as, like you said, some kind of an outlet and, uh, you know, getting older, more responsibilities, got a mortgage. I got a kid and diapers and milk. And it's just like, yeah. I need like a little escape sometimes. And I think, you know, it, and just regardless of you having a kid or not, but I think it's mentally, healthy it's mentally it you know wise to to be able to provide yourself that kind of an outlet and in any situation like even if you're in school you know it's it's very much of a a, of an importance um and it's something that i'm still even learning about and still trying to realize like 
the 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 effects of it that it actually does have on on you and your life and your mental health in general absolutely so that's that's good man i'm glad that you're still able to do something you know on the side um let me know when when you're able to release it i'll i'll, I'll plug you in somewhere <laughs> yes sir yes sir <laughs> no man thank you again so much man i definitely appreciate you being open and honest uh thank with you. with the story and um i'm glad we could catch up and kind of had a have a conversation that we've never had before never had this this is like authentic real first convo and it's being recorded and i'm excited dude thanks for having me man like absolutely um it's really fun to kind of go back and reminisce and and talk to talk to a friend man and like maybe we should do a whole tour stories episode dude i really want to (laughs) that'll be so crazy i'm sure some crazy stuff out there yeah for sure but awesome dude well hey man Definitely. Uh, thank you again. Oh, and I mean, if you want, where where can people like find you and keep up with you in your life? Any any fans out there listening? <laughs> oh my gosh, dude! Like I I guess my Instagram is the only thing that I really use, and yeah, I don't same here. really have any, anything to like to like you know, shout out or anything. Like I take like the weirdest pictures, and if you like weird pictures and my double chin, then you can follow me. <laughs> there you go at noel t perfect perfect there you go (laughs) awesome dude well awesome dude um like i said thank you i appreciate you uh thank you bro taking your time but um yeah bro hopefully we'll chat up soon yes sir all right bro we'll keep in touch all right later well you guys made it listen all the way through pat yourself on the back no, it wasn't as long as the previous one, but still very much a feat. So definitely thank you guys again. Wanted to uh, just thank you all for listening through on this and uh, letting Noel kind of let you into his life and talk a little bit about, you know, the music industry, their journey in it. Maybe you learned something about record labels or touring or anything in general. Um, you know, definitely I had a great time talking to him. So thank you, Noel. We definitely do appreciate you uh, letting us into your life and your your brain there. But um, yeah, it was definitely cool. I learned something. We were both born in the same hospital, Jackson, uh, in Miami. So that was pretty interesting. <laughs> Shout out Jackson Memorial. But um, yeah, definitely excited to be able to bring on more people. Like I said, I know that uh, definitely the last three episodes have been mainly around music since it was and is such a big part of my life. But definitely excited to bring on different uh, different people industries and all this kind of stuff just so you guys can want to check that out and keep it a little bit interesting uh mix it up a little bit but um i always like to really push on if you guys are curious about certain things or maybe you'd like me to cover any kind of topic that not that i expect like hundreds of people listen to this anyways but um it's really cool if you check out anchor.fm slash story lane you can actually uh, see a voice message option you can literally do this right from your phone and you can actually send me a quick little note um and i can actually put it up here on the episode you'll be famous you know for for your parents to listen to but uh yeah so thank you again these little outros are always kind of awkward because you don't know how to end it so uh yeah check out come and rest again check them out on youtube or (laughs) itunes buy their ep it's like five bucks uh blacklist blacklisted i believe so definitely a um great one to check out 
But um, yeah, stay tuned for all the other ones. I'm wondering if I should do this as a monthly thing or like twice a month thing. Let me know what you guys think. Check me out on Instagram too for the podcast uh, at storylane underscore podcast. Um, I'm usually posting, you know, updates and who I'm going to have next and photos and links and videos and whatever. So just trying to keep it entertaining, trying to, uh, you know, bring some spice into your life. All right. Peace.